Hey, welcome back. Silent Sales Machine Radio coming at you live from my office with dogs barking and kids probably running up and down the hallway goofing off. Teens being teens around here these days. It used to be little kids screaming and bruising their knees and running into things and spilling things. And now it's teenagers hitting each other with pillows and calling each other goofy names and playing video games. But that's the background noise provided to you courtesy of the Cockrum household today. If you happen to hear any of that action, and as I'm recording this on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, actually, because I like to work six days whenever possible, and then save that seventh day as the Lord's day and kind of take a day off. That's the biblical model. But hey, it's a Saturday, it's a beautiful day, and I just came across an article. It's actually been posted a couple times in our Facebook group and generated a fair amount of fairly predictable chatter. And the title of the article, let me pull it up here just so I get it right, uh, New Amazon Policy Devastates Thousands of Sellers. Well, let me tell you a story before we dive into that article and my take on it. Once upon a time, there was a platform that was launched and tens of thousands and soon hundreds of thousands and soon millions of people gathered there to buy and sell things. And it was all going great until rules had to be introduced and changes started happening and all the scammers showed up and suddenly the platform had to write some rules that the sellers didn't necessarily like in order to protect the buyers. And pretty soon even some of those sellers were getting suspended and losing their accounts it was tragic, really. Some of them had built really incredible businesses, and it was sad to see some of them get shut down and scramble to find alternative ways to make money using the internet, the skills they'd provided. Uh, you might be thinking, I'm talking about Amazon. I'm not. I'm talking about eBay. I'm talking about 15 years ago on eBay, actually. See, there's, there's really nothing new under the sun, and there's certainly nothing new on the internet. This is how business works. When there's an opportunity that's ready, readily available to multiple people, multiple people are going to show up. So what you need is a competitive advantage. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. But the point I want to make first is this whole cycle of platforms having to introduce rules that unfairly punish some of the good guys while they're trying to keep out the bad guys that's how the internet works. If you've read the book Silent Sales Machine, I talk a lot about this very topic because the reason that, that multiple income streams is even necessary on the internet is because you play in the play boxes and you serve at the pleasure, if you will, of the platform owners who have staffs that are inevitably way too small to monitor Every circumstance, every situation, every interaction, every transaction, millions of transactions per day going down on these big platforms. And there's going to be policies introduced and rules introduced to try to keep out the bad guys and the scammers. And unfortunately, from time to time, a good guy is going to get tossed under the bus. I've seen petitions. I've seen large numbers of people, thousands, tens of thousands of people sign petitions saying, hey, eBay, it's not fair. You need to change your policy. Those don't do anything, guys. Don't sign a petition, please. Some really good people have signed petitions pleading a case before Amazon and saying, hey, we're going to organize. 
we're going to all band together and we're going to teach you a lesson, Amazon or eBay or whatever the platform happens to be. Guys, it's it's not a road that's going to lead to anything good. It's just not. I've seen it over and over again. If anything, you might end up on a list of people that they are paying extra special attention to. It's kind of like, if you will, signing a petition telling the IRS that you know they're cruel and mean and they need to stop being that way. And now they've got a list of all the people that they can audit next quarter, right? I'm not saying Amazon would ever do that or eBay would ever do that or the IRS would ever do that. I love you guys at the IRS, by the way. That's the tax collection agency of the United States. For those of you who don't know, those of you listening around the world, thanks for listening from wherever you are. Yeah, so IRS, I love you. Let me know. I'll send you guys some cookies. Please don't audit me. So what you've got going on here, guys, is the way the internet always has worked and probably always will work. Big platforms pop up. They create a ton of opportunity. And mixed in that opportunity, along comes some scammers, unscrupulous people trying to take advantage of the situation. The rules and the policies start coming. And some of those rules and policies not only punish the bad guys, but they also snag a few good guys along the way. Now, here's the difference between eBay and Amazon, from my vantage point, haven't done this for 18 years. I've seen quite a bit. That's the equivalent of about 60 some years and dog years, you know, internet years, dog years. There's a lot of similarity there. I'd say every year spent doing business online is worth two or three in uh, real world years. So I've seen a lot because change happens fast. With eBay, you could wake up one day, your login ID, login password didn't work. You'd lost your account. There was no phone number to call, no support. You could email, nothing. You were dead in the water. No recourse of action. That was brutal. That was simply brutal. With Amazon, there's correspondence. And even when you get that dreaded, hey, sorry, you're no longer allowed on our platform. We've permanently closed your account. Plenty of people have gotten back on as sellers. So no matter how bad it gets, that worst case scenario, that dreaded letter of, sorry, you've been suspended. It's really not a big deal when you consider the fact that 95 plus percent of the time, sellers are let back on the platform. And that's not the best of the good news. The best of the good news is, let's say you're suspended off of Amazon and you truly are no longer able to sell there. We've seen that happen to a handful of people. I would say less than 10. Having taught tens of thousands of people how to sell on the Amazon platform, I could only come up with a list of 10 people that I could vouch for their honesty, their integrity, their credibility, the the processes they were using. In some cases, they completely ignored the warning signs, which is unfortunate. So once you take those people off the list of you know the people who completely ignored the warning signs, I can think of two, (laughs) honestly, two out of tens of thousands who are permanently booted off of Amazon's site, and I'm still scratching my head, out of tens of thousands of students. But let's say we want to play the game of of being nervous about whether Amazon's policies are going to boot off the good guy and you're going to lose your business. Let's play that game for just a moment. What you've got is a set of skills that are still very valuable to the world, even if you were to lose your Amazon account. For example, If you're good at sourcing profitable inventory, there are always going to be people who will partner up with you to sell that inventory. Always. That's a great skill to have. If you're good at selling products on Amazon, there will be long lines of people eager to pay you to help them get their Amazon account set up. Because remember, millions of new customers are pouring onto the Amazon platform every day. 
there's wild opportunity there. It's not just about you and your widgets selling. This is a whole new frontier. You know, you've, you've hitched your wagon with some horses and headed west, like the Wild West in the founding of the United States, moved west, you're pioneering. And just because, you know, you lose an ox, <laughs> just because you get a, you know, one of your, one of your donkeys gets sick, just because you lose some of your supplies, man, you're still out in the middle of wide open opportunity with a chance to build something special. You've got to have that perspective. Your optimism and your never quit attitude are assets that serve you very, very well in this new frontier. The ability to partner up with other great people from our community and other great sellers, other people who have products that aren't on Amazon yet that want to be on Amazon, helping them set up their own accounts. This is all stuff we teach in the Proven Amazon course, by the way. So when I see an article titled, New Amazon Policy Devastates Thousands of Sellers, it doesn't even get my pulse up. I'm not nervous one bit. I'm not going to sign a petition. I'm not going to run screaming into the hills. I've seen probably 500 of these articles, these sky is falling articles over the past 18, 20 years with eBay, with PayPal, with Facebook, with YouTube, with Amazon, you name it. I've seen it. It's dead. It's dying. The good guys are losing. All hope is lost. Run for the hills. It's time to go get a desk job and make someone else pay me a paycheck. But I'm telling you, that's not the way to go. Your attitude matters at this point. Now, maybe you're in the unfortunate situation where you've had some products suspended or you've temporarily been suspended on Amazon or you've got whatever that next hurdle is. I've yet to see a situation in the 18 years that we've been teaching people how to succeed online. I've yet to encounter any situation where it was truly a dead end, game over, time to cash in your chips. Never. I've wondered a few times if that's where we were in our business, but it wasn't the case. You know what gets you around it, through it, over it every single time? Creative partnerships, right? So let's talk a little bit about how you can shore up. I've I've dropped the multiple income stream topic on you a little bit. You hear it as a theme in the Silent Sales Machine book. You hear us talk about it in our community all the time. It's not that we're afraid of these big platforms. We're just very aware of the realities of what it is to play on these platforms. So if you want increased security, you've got to have multiple income streams. Well, what does that look like? What does that mean? How can you make that happen? It's not something that you're going to do overnight. Remember, we want you to bolt down good ideas, not bounce from idea to idea. That's one of the foundational principles that you've got to keep in mind. We don't, you run around like a chicken with your head cut off, trying to establish a bunch of different income streams all at the same time. We want you specializing, doing only what you can do, bolting down one system at a time, hiring good people growing your team as it becomes profitable, having them operate that, and then moving on to the next income stream. But ideally, you want to get to the point where you've built an asset and not just income streams that could easily be turned off at some point. And what's the difference between an asset and an income stream that could easily be turned off at the whim of one of these big platforms that we play on? Well, I've identified that as simply being an audience of people community of people, a customer base 
of people in relationships, people who care about who you are, what you do, what you provide. That's a weakness of Amazon. If you remember that opportunity that I had to have a discussion with the senior vice president at Amazon a few months ago with Brett and I were at lunch at his invitation. It was incredible. And he dropped the question out of the blue on us. And you've heard me mention this, but for those who haven't, his question was, hey, if you could change anything about Amazon, what would you change? If you guys were in charge, what changes would you make? As guys who have the your finger on the pulse of sellers around the world, and you've taught thousands of people how to succeed on our platform, what changes would you make? And instantly, I knew what I would say in that instance, and I said it. And the short version of it is, Hey, sellers, we need the ability to grow an audience. We need the ability to connect with our customers. That would benefit Amazon if we could do that. Because right now you can't. Amazon considers them their customers. You can sell a product to them, but you're never allowed to actually meet, grow a relationship, form a community, that sort of thing. So I proposed let people who are true niche leaders in whatever product they sell form communities and operate within the Amazon platform gladly paying for the privilege to do so and build relationships because with relationships comes transactions with transactions comes more relationships amazon makes more money the sellers make more money the people in the communities are being treated more kindly by more personal people who care about the niche that they're in now this may not work with all products not everyone's going to care who they buy their paper towels from But there certainly are a lot of other very interesting, compelling niche markets within the Amazon platform where true relationships could be fostered. You could see conventions and events and meetups and all kinds of interesting things around hobbies and and, uh, interests, right? Can't you just envision it? And Amazon doesn't offer that right now. That was my suggestion. And that's how Amazon could possibly become a place where You could build something more than an income stream. You could actually build an asset that's sustainable, long-term, and sellable, if you will. Right now, the only option is to build a brand on Amazon, which is a more advanced strategy for us. Some sellers jump right into trying to build a brand, and that can be a little tricky. We like to start you off way simpler with a simple income stream, basically flipping retail products, getting used to the process. And by the way, we've got a a new service that we are offering going incredibly well. So far, we're three for three on our first three clients. We come to your house, your hometown, we bring a team, we go out with you, we get all the supplies you need, we help you launch your business if you haven't launched yet on Amazon. We find uh, the student yesterday, the most recent one, 70 profitable products, 70, seven zero profitable products that can be resold easily from retail on Amazon after about a day and a half of shopping hit the stores. We know how this works and better than those 70 is that couple's now equipped to go out and find many, many, many more. And this is stuff that can be bought and sold over and over and over again on Amazon. Now with that model, you can, you can grow a seven-figure business as a couple if you're ready to work it hard. We're seeing it happen. The opportunity is wide open, but you are susceptible to constantly seeing competitors drift in on some of your products, some products going out of style or going out of stock. You're going to have to kind of constantly churn to keep that model going. It, it's a great way to make a living. It's a phenomenal 
business model. And if that's all you do, man, kudos. It beats pretty much every real job I can imagine. But if you want to build a true asset, you've got to start growing a community. That's why you hear us talk around here so much about growing an audience, growing community, getting a product of your own, a brand of your own, people in your group that you can serve. Maybe it's a Facebook group, a YouTube channel. Maybe you become an author. Maybe you partner up with somebody who does these things and help them expand. That's what my son is doing. We'll have more information about that soon. My son is helping thought leaders expand their audiences, and he's getting a piece of the profitable expansion as it happens. How cool is that? You don't need your own audience to have that kind of security, but you want to be attached to somebody that's giving you access to the profitable benefits of having an audience. And with Amazon, you don't quite get that. Now, I will come to Amazon's defense all day when I see articles that say things like Amazon policy devastates thousands of sellers. That's just a scary headline. It gets a lot of attention. I've seen the death of Amazon articles, the death of Facebook, the death of PayPal. eBay is gone. It's over. That's all just ludicrous, guys. Don't pay attention to that. That affects your mindset and your psyche. It really does. It affects your decision-making. It's harder to motivate to build on a platform that everybody says is dying and crashing and burning. The numbers just don't back that up. They just don't. Our own internal numbers tell us sellers are thriving. That's why we collect success stories. We collect and share them openly. You could right now go to silentgym.com slash success. silentgym.com slash success and sort it in order from the most recent testimonials to all the way back, the most recent, I don't know, I think we're at 300 plus testimonials at this point, the most recent 300 we've, we've received in our Facebook group. You can see them. Read them, real people, real comments, click their profile, see where they live, private message them if you'd like and say, is this real? These are real people who are making a lot of money using Amazon, using our courses and content. You have to jump into our Facebook group to do that, which is free, obviously. Um, So if you're not in our Facebook group yet, that link will prompt you to join our free Facebook group and then you can see these people, silentgym.com slash success. So it's working. The stuff we teach is working. But yes, I have to urge you and compel you as a long-term strategy, as a long-term plan, you need to be part of an organization that has an audience. That provides a lot of security. I'll give you some examples from our own internal team. We have a lot of students who have come to us, didn't know how to sell online, didn't know what it meant to have an online business. They jumped into our content, started succeeding, sent us maybe a success story, and said, hey, this is working. Thank you so much. We had them on the podcast or we interviewed them or we, we got some ideas from them. We found out, hey, they're, they're a creative person. There's some leadership qualities here. They like teaching. So we said, hey, how about you create some content with us? Do you have any ideas? Maybe fill a gap in our community. That's how we've come up with dozens of these incredible modules that are inside the Proven Amazon course, the creative members of our own community stepping up. So what are these people doing? They're selling products online. They've proven that they know what they're doing, but they're also creating another income stream by creating powerful content that can be used by other sellers. Isn't that a cool model for you as a student in our community, for the emerging leaders who are succeeding in our community, another income stream for them, for us as a business model? 
instead of selling flash in the pan, unproven, and we could cash out anytime we want around here, burn our reputation, which would be tragic, but we could promote some true garbage and just sell something that's hot and flashy. You know what those sales pages look like. There'd be a yacht, probably some stacks of cash, some kind of lowball offer with some kind of aggressive upsell, and we could put a lot of money in the bank, destroy our reputation. But what we do instead is we wait for truly successful students to emerge with a slightly different take on how to do things, and then we invite them into our leadership team to create content and educate the rest of our community. It's the slow and steady way to grow, but if you notice, we're not rattled by the changes that come down the pike. We've always got great new fresh ideas that just flat out work. You won't find any complaints, virtually zero complaints. You can count them on one hand. After I've been 18 years full-time selling online and teaching people how to sell online and build businesses, improve the businesses they have, 18 years. And you can count on one hand the number of people we've had complain about any of our products, courses, services, me personally, someone on our team. We're running a pretty tight ship. The way we do it is slow and steady, serve well, only teach concepts that are completely proven, no big flashy launches with all the videos that you watch for free and then the big multiple thousand dollar price tag product. And the dirty little secret in the industry is half of those people ask for refunds. That's just nuts, isn't it? To have a 50% refund rate, that's what most big launches see. It's crazy. Sell a brag about their big $15 million product launch. Well, seven and a half million of that was refunded. And then you get the other half, you cut it in half again because you're paying all these big fat affiliate commissions to all the people who pretended to be excited about it and sent all the traffic. They're getting half the commission. Then you got all the prizes that you're giving out on top of that. Then you've got this massive staff that you had to hire because of this huge spike in customer demand and all these people who are drawn like gnats to a flame who don't know what they're doing with a thousand questions, that takes a big staff. I've seen it happen over and over again. And six months later, what's happening? The reputation's tanked. That big staff they had to hire, well, they've laid all of them off because they don't need them anymore. And yeah, the guys who did the big launch put some money in the bank, but they've pretty much, if you Google their names and you Google the course, they've flamed out their reputation just devastated it. So that's why I'm not a big fan of the big launch. I'd rather do the slow and steady thing, roll out ideas at low price courses. If someone doesn't like it, okay, cool. Here's your money back. That one wasn't for you. We're all good. But in the meantime, we're cranking out success stories. So when I see an article, again, one last time, the title of the most recent one was new Amazon policy devastates thousands of sellers. Man, it, it don't let that kind of thing rattle you guys. You just can't. I've seen it for 18 years. I've seen that same article 500 times. Different names, different dates, different website, same story. Sellers unite. We'll teach them a lesson. Let's start a, you know, <laughs> let's start a petition. Guys, no, no, no. Don't do it. And this isn't anything personal against anybody. There's some great people who have advocated for this sort of thing that, man, I don't want to be taking on the legal team of one of the wealthiest companies in the world. I don't want them to find a way to turn my call for a petition into a defamation lawsuit. I mean, just let's just play nice. Let's figure this out. I've been to Amazon headquarters. I've met with these people. I've told this story a couple times before, but I sat across the desk from the guy who's in charge of 
suspending sellers. And yeah, they suspend thousands and thousands, multiple thousands of accounts per day are suspended by Amazon. 99.99% of them are scam accounts. Somebody who's going in intentionally trying to rip off, destroy, undermine, and steal from the Amazon platform, the customers. It's a very necessary part of having a big successful operation like Amazon does. That's why it's gotten a little harder lately to sign up as a new seller. That's why they really want to make sure that you're legit and that they have good contact information and that you've got an established address. That's why they make you jump through all those hoops. It's not because they hate new sellers. It's because they're suspending thousands upon thousands of scam accounts every single day. And yes, sometimes, accidentally, it breaks their heart. It hurts them to to do it and it hurts them to admit it but they're throwing out a lot of baby sometimes with the bathwater. But to their credit, they get them right back in as soon as they can. And again, industry statistics are 95% of the time when someone's suspended accidentally, they're let back in. Yes, it causes inconvenience. Yes, sometimes Amazon's or sometimes your inventory gets stranded. Yes, sometimes things get lost or stolen in transit. No, it's not a perfect system. But when you contrast this with what was available to you as an entrepreneur, even 20 years ago, if you look at all of human history, the last 20 years is set apart in a very special shelf. You know, if you just imagine a library and every 20 years of human history, there was a book written on what it's like to be an entrepreneur from the year 1620 to the year 1640, or from the year, you know, 0100 to 0120, you know, whatever year you want to pick, pick a 20 year time period. And there's a book written on that there would be this golden, glowing, shiny book, more exciting, more compelling, probably more expensive because it's just going to capture your attention and it's going to be a bestseller and the world is just so excited to get their hands on the copy of this hardcover bestseller. Being an entrepreneur from year 2000 to the year 2020, by far the best time in human history and Amazon, by far the best platform ever introduced in the history of the world, bar none, hands down, I'll argue anybody under the table on that topic with facts and data. They've created more millionaires. They've created more tax revenue for the U.S. federal government. They've created more opportunities and jobs. More products have moved to more places. They've revived entire industries. But Jim, they've they've put some retailers out of business. Customers did that, not Amazon. Customers like convenience. Customers are going to go where they can get the best price at the most convenience, the best, the best variety, the best selection, most convenient. That's where they're going to go. It's not Amazon's fault that they got better at distribution and product selection than local retailers. And local retailers are making a fight, and, and a lot of them are doing really, really well. If you're not paying close attention to the data, that's just the facts. Yeah, some retailers have gone under, but they're the ones that, that aren't adapting. Amazon has about half of the online retail. That's about 5% of the retail in the United States. So 95% of our retail in the U.S. isn't Amazon. 95% of all retail in the United States isn't Amazon. They are not dominating the universe, guys, but they've created an incredible opportunity for those of us who are paying attention. So the next time someone tells you the sky is falling, it's time to run and hide and flee from Amazon, I encourage you, 
read some of the recent success stories from our community. Go in and see what people who've never sold anything before online are doing right now, like today. You don't have to jump back in time six months, a year, three years ago. I'm talking about right now. And if that changes, I'll be the first one to say, hey, there's a new great opportunity in town, guys. Guess what? All the customer eyeballs are over here. Let's go over here now. Huge opportunity. But when you just look at the raw numbers on paper, you've got to be nuts to ignore the Amazon opportunity. If we can send in a team and find 70 profitable products with a couple who's never sold online before in a day and a half of retail shopping, come on. What's your excuse? Don't sign any petitions and run for the hills and abandon all hope. Get creative. Listen to the right voices. Stay positive. Be encouraged. The opportunity is in its infancy. That 10% right now that represents online retail will soon be 20 and then it will be 30 and who knows, sky's the limit in the next 10 to 15 years and you'll be a pioneer on the cutting edge of that. Don't run from it. Embrace it. And certainly don't put yourself on Amazon's naughty list by running around signing petitions and, and having a list of grievances. There's going to be changes. Embrace change. Change is always opportunity. In ancient Hebrew wisdom, when it comes to business, if you're not embracing change as an opportunity, you don't have the right mindset. Change, no matter how big and dramatic, is always opportunity. In fact, the bigger and more dramatic the change is, the bigger the opportunity. It's a chance to reset. And if you've been paying attention to your relationships the way you should, the opportunity is right under your nose. It's a chance for you to improve your relationships. Take those skills that you've learned and apply them to other people's businesses and get paid to do it. Take the skill that you've learned in sourcing profitable products. Take your inventory. That Amazon said, you can't sell it anymore on our platform, but hey, that guy can. Maybe you take it to a different platform. Take it to eBay. Take it to Facebook Marketplace. Get creative. So hopefully this has helped you. This is the way my brain works. This is the way our team thinks. These are the opportunities that are in front of you. You live in a very special time in human history, and I didn't want to let anyone in our listening audience get sucked into a vortex of, the sky is falling. Amazon made a change. It's all over. No, Amazon's going to continue growing, continue thriving, continue to need those of us who sell on their platform. 60% of the products they're selling come from the third-party marketplace. That's us. And there's millions of products that aren't on the platform yet. There's millions of profitable products where only one seller is in there making a killing and there's room for a good handful of other sellers to join right alongside the opportunity is in its infancy the numbers tell the story guys you got to pay attention to the numbers keep listening to silent sales machine radio when you need to be encouraged and we'll prove it we're not just here to be cheerleaders we're here to prove proven is a very important word in our community Anytime we say we've proved something, hey, we've got the numbers, the data, the people, the faces that you can meet and talk to to back it up. This isn't just us guessing about how the world works. This is us saying, here's the people who are doing it. And what I love about our community, it's big enough now that the people who are doing it, you'll be able to find someone, at least a handful of people who have less education than you. They're either way younger or way older than you, some disadvantage, some disability, some restriction, some limitation that you don't have. They don't have as much money. They haven't studied as long. 
they came in more confused. They've been doing it less time than you. And they have a business that's thriving. So you can either be discouraged or encouraged. The choice is yours. When you see people with fewer advantages than you have who are doing amazing things, choice is up to you. I can't make that choice for you. But if you choose to be encouraged by that kind of information, hang out in our community, you're going to do some very special things. Hey, God bless you, business building warrior. It's awesome hanging out with you on the Silent Sales Machine Radio podcast. One last little favor, if you don't mind, hey, share this episode. If you got someone who's doom and gloom or you find yourself in a discussion somewhere and people are saying things that just create an air of negativity about online opportunity in general, send them to this podcast episode. Hey, go listen to this. What do you think of this? Is this guy full of hot air or is there something to it? And it's not about me. We'll very quickly direct them to it. And it's hard to argue with the pile of success stories, the people they can go meet, the profiles online of real people right now today doing extremely well selling on all sorts of platforms, including Amazon, just cruising along, doing really, really well, multiple income streams in many cases. That's hard to argue with. That's encouraging. There's always a path forward. So if someone kind of feels like they're hitting a the dead end or you see someone kind of drifting negative, mindset matters. Save the day for them. Save the week, save the month, save their business, possibly save their marriage and their family by encouraging them, having them listen to positive, proven strategies like what we teach around here. You could be doing them a really big favor. All you got to do is send them to silentgym.com. Tell them the podcast episode number they need to listen to. That's this one. And you'll be doing them a huge favor. Hey, good hanging out with you today. Can't wait to do another episode very soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.